Hello, everyone, and welcome to another amazing episode of Ed Up Career Schools, The Scoop with your host, Kathy Belletti. Today is going to be a very special episode because we are talking about how to prepare students for the next level. As you know, when it comes to selecting the right college or, you know, combing through the application process, a lot of our students are going, huh? and they're totally lost. So with us today, I have an expert who is going to walk us through this topic. And her name is Miss Emily Mitchell. She is the Vice President of Education with Sylvan Learning. Hey, Emily, how are you? Hello, I'm well, thanks. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. So Emily, talk to us about yourself. Um, Tell us more about your background and about Sullivan Learning Centers. Sure. I started uh, my career as a middle school language arts teacher. Oh, wow. And I was in the classroom for a handful of years. And then I thought, you know, I love the kids. I love education. But the classroom just didn't feel like the right fit. So I uh, just through kind of luck of the draw, I got put by a temp agency in with a company that made educational games for PlayStation. And I fell in love with it. And it was at a time where... Um, uh, education technology was like not its own industry yet. It was just, you know, you get a textbook and they would slap a CD in the back, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, being able to work with a company that was just education technology was really, um, it, it hooked me right away. And I've been with them ever since. So now I'm at Sylvan. Mm -hmm. And Sylvan's been around for 45 years, the spring wow. will be 45 years, which is amazing. And um, it's it's honestly the my favorite job I've, I've ever had. And yeah, and I've worked at education companies, kind of like big and small and mm -hmm. you know, mom and pops or ones that are well known. And, every, you know, everyone's trying to do the right thing for kids. And sometimes it's easier than others, you know, but mm -hmm. Sylvan's, Sylvan's the only one that always walks the walk. And everything we do is geared towards the kids and our families and having good education outcomes. And that makes it really easy to go to work every day when you know that everybody's rowing in the same direction. Everybody's excited to be there. And um, it makes every day maybe not a joy on some days, but it, it makes <laughs> we, we all, you know, we all have those things at work. Uh, yeah, we all have those days. But I just I love it there. So I'm I'm very thrilled and, and proud to be a part of it. That's awesome because you know what, even some colleges and institutions, you don't get the sense that it's for the students, you know? Sometimes, there's, yeah. There's just not a lot of establishments out there that's like student first mentality. It's more business and numbers driven. Right. So I love that. And now I understand why you've been there yes. <laughs> so long. I know they've been around for a very long time. Yeah. I've been yeah. hearing about them. Were there any challenges when you were transitioning into um, Sylvan Learning Center? A little because I, mm -hmm. I had come from the classroom in a public school and mm -hmm. I think all public school teachers have this innate sense of, um, you know, education should always be free for everyone, which is, of course, in an ideal world, it, mm -hmm. it would be. But, you know, the, the truth of the matter is, you can have the most amazing teacher in the whole world. Mm -hmm. And if she has 25 kids in the class, there's only so many minutes per class period. It's just kind of an impossible setup for a teacher mm -hmm. to really sit down with a, a student like she'd probably want to. Mm -hmm. So um, Sylvan has been a really great fit because even though it is a, it's not a nonprofit, 
it allows families access and schools access to high dosage tutoring that they probably never would have gotten otherwise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're, we have this thing, like if you're ever having a hard day, go into the education floor and watch a six or seven year old learn how to read. Oh, you can't have a bad day when, when you grow up. Yeah. Oh, I totally felt that because I have a three-year-old, you know, and we're in the process of trying to teach him all different things because he gets like speech therapy, occupational, and physical. Yeah. And it's like when he does one little thing where to other families, it may be like, well, my kid's been doing that forever. Yeah. It's like the, the heavens just open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to throw a parade. It's great. Exactly. I love yeah. that. So how does the process actually work at um, Selvin? And like what kids do you cater to? So we, we cater to all kids, K through 12, mm -hmm. pre-K through 12, really. Um, our sweet spot tends to be grades three through eight for reading and math. And most of the students come to us about a year, year and a half behind. Not all, some come to us for enrichment, but generally speaking, that's, that's who we serve. Mm -hmm. And um, the parents will bring them in and we'll give them uh, an evaluation to figure out where their instructional level is. Mm -hmm. So that way we can start them right where they need to be started. So we're not wasting time on stuff they already know, but we're not diving into things that are too challenging. Mm -hmm. So we kind of find that that zone and then that's where we start. And then every 24 sessions about, we give them uh, like a, another assessment, kind of like a checkup to be, are we still on track? You know, is this, mm -hmm. is this moving along at the pace we think it should be? And are they growing? And then we'll sit down with the parents and say, what are you seeing at home? Is everyone still crying at the kitchen table at homework time? <laughs> <laughs> So, um, and, and I'm a Sullivan mom. I send both of my kids there too. And, and it's nice to be able to appreciate the process from, from both sides. So mm -hmm. we, we like working with families a lot, but we also have a second, a second model where uh, we work directly with schools and school districts because oh, for, so there's always been title one funding. So schools mm -hmm. always have, um, you know, the extra to bring in outside help for students who really really need it and for a lot of uh, schools that have a lot of kids who are in need of those services. So we'll take Sylvan into the school and we'll do during the school day, after school. Um, so we'll, we'll come to the schools. And since the pandemic, there's been a whole bunch of additional funding and the U.S. Department of Education is advocating for high dosage tutoring as the best way to catch kids up, which is perfect because that's what we've been doing for 45 years. Yeah, so we were excited to bring that to the school too. Oh my gosh, I love that. So are you guys only doing one-on-one -on -one or you have a class setting too? We usually do about three to one. Um, okay. We have a school-based program that's a little different that can be up to eight to one. But um, you know, we, we try to make it work for the school or you know, for, the, for the family because they're the ones who come to us with a need. So we want to make sure that their, yeah. their need is met and we reach their goal. Makes sense. So you guys also have a separate program where you help college students with um, SAT, ACT prep too. We do. So here we go. This is college application season. Okay. Yes. And this is where a lot of students start to freak out. So they're yeah. like, oh my gosh, what are they looking for? Right. So how do you help students prepare for the next step? The, well, the first thing that we always have to do is make sure we're staying up to date with the SAT and ACT and the kinds of things that colleges are looking for from a student when they're applying. Mm -hmm. And this year is especially important because December is the last time SAT is offering a paper test. 
starting in March, they're wow. going all digital. And it, the, there are a lot of things that will be different about that test um, and not just the fact that it's going to be digital now. So mm-hmm. we, you know, we knew it was coming because, you know, we, we pay attention to that kind of thing. Yeah. And so we were able to completely revise our prep program to make sure that the kids were going to be prepared. Oh, man, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it hasn't been publicized a whole lot. So mm-hmm. um, I think there's going to be a lot of surprised families out there come springtime. Oh, man. And here's the thing, too. Um, a lot of colleges are no longer accepting SAT and ACT scores, right? So it looks like a big portion is going to be the application process. That's going to hold a lot more weight. It right? will hold a lot more weight. Yeah. So 82% of U.S. colleges and universities have gone to test optional or test blind, which is a huge number of schools. And so students are kind of in this position of, do I take the test or not? And the answer should always be, yes, take the test. Mm-hmm. And if you're not happy with their scores, you don't have to send them to anybody. But it's always good to try, like prep and try. And then if the scores are, are good, then you can send them in with your application, you know, like you normally would. And if they're not, you don't have to send them. And that's not going to be held against you. Got it. And for kids who don't have scores, you're right. The application is a lot more important. And um, we actually had an opportunity to listen to a board of college admissions experts. Mm-hmm. And we were saying, OK, well, if we can't, you know, if you're not going to rely on these scores, what are you relying on? Mm-hmm. And so we all were very excited to hear the answer because we, we've been waiting. And they said that they are aware that there is a ton of great inflation um, out there right now. And, and it all comes from a good place. You know, everyone was concerned about the kids when they came back from the pandemic, mm-hmm. they needed a little TLC, probably better that you slow things down a little bit, mm-hmm. but now we're several years out and, um, the grading is still a little soft. And so, wow. you know, parents might be looking at the report card and thinking my, my kid's fine, but maybe not. So, um, college application, the college application process um, takes this into consideration. So they often don't look at uh, GPA either because they feel like it's not really that telling. So no test and no GPA. So here's what's left. They put a lot of weight on teacher recommendation letters, mm. the application essay, because that's really the the child's time to shine about who they are as a person yeah. and what they could offer the school. And they also look at AP test score. So not the course grade, but the actual AP test score, if they have one or mm-hmm. several. And then um, extracurricular activities with a focus on community service. Interesting. Yeah. So that's that's the new um, college admissions process. And I I think it's going to take a while for, for parents to, to catch up because, and I would have too, been out there coaching the kids for the test the way I always would have. But it is a different era. Well, let me ask you a question. Out of these four items, what do you personally think holds the most weight? For me, I think it's the teacher recommendation because you're talking about these um, instructors who have been with these kids for God knows how long, yeah. right? And then yeah. sometimes you may have kids who are just not great test takers. They can be excellent in the yeah. class coursework. Right. And then as soon as they take, the, take a quiz, they're like, <laughs> and oh, yeah. that grade is held against them. What do you think is the most important for you? 
Yeah, I would agree that that's the teacher recommendation letter because mm -hmm. they'll be coming, they'll be talking from a place of experience with that student and also the student's application essay. So you kind mm -hmm. of get the teacher voice about the student and then the student voice about themselves and what they can bring to the college. So um, that is going to be more telling than any number on a piece of paper. And so students are going to have to really up their game with their writing skills. Um, mm -hmm. And right, right now, I think probably every student should take a little extra writing practice, you know, because you want to shine, you want to have your own voice, you want to make sure that people know um, what you're bringing to the table. And that's going to mm -hmm. um, require some, some extra writing skills. Wow. You know, what's interesting about that because you have um, traditional schools like the four-year universities and then you have the career and trade schools. That's right. With a process like this, I think it gives four-year university a heads up because when you talk about grade school, um, trade schools, the advisors, they don't really get this story until they're live on the phone or face-to-face -face with right. the students. Whereas right four-year universities the story is already coming in before you even meet with the students so you get yeah, that's true. background about them beforehand okay right. yeah, i'm jealous <laughs> so that's that's true. Yeah. when it comes from the student standpoint right and what you have been seeing um what do you think most students fear the most about this entire process and how do you help them overcome it I think it's it's the stress, really, kind of like the there's nothing to fear but fear itself kind of a thing. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, they they will land somewhere, right? They'll there will be an end to this process and there will be an end to the stress. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, for students and families who get really, really um, you know, fixated on it and every spare moment spare moment is spent on the whole process, you know, there everybody's gonna be prone to burnout. So I would say the the biggest um biggest obstacle is probably the stress wow and do you think it's so when it comes to the application part as far as their writing skills and them being able to elaborate their stories i think that's definitely a part of it and i also think the waiting because once you send your application oh. then you're just kind of on pins and needles for weeks so um i know why kids want to do early decision because they just want to have an answer. Did I get into my first school? Yes or no. And exactly. then breathe a little bit and then go to plan B. That waiting process is horrible. The anxiety that builds yeah. in the interim, it's like, oh my gosh. And imagine if we feel that way when we're waiting on something. Imagine kids yeah. <laughs> waiting for a response. Right. Ah, well, what are some of the goals that you guys have for 2024? Ah, we have a couple really good things um, ready for 2024. We have a brand new school-based math program. So for schools, oh, nice. we'll be getting completely revised and shiny and new. And then for, you know, we have our revised SAT program. And so we already have some centers out there using it for the digital SATs for mm -hmm. kids who want to start practicing really early. That's that's out and will continue. It just came out. So we'll we'll call it 2024, right? Because we're uh -huh. almost at the finish line. And then we are doing a refresh of our center-based curriculum because that kind of needed a, a makeover as well. And so we're going to update our systems that deliver the content. And then for the content itself, 
We'll be updating it for things like um, removing references to outdated technology or, you know, up upgrading the art a little bit. So it's a little mm -hmm. more engaging for the kids. And then we want to make sure that everything we do is DEI friendly. So it gives us another chance to go back through everything and make sure that the content we have represents the kids in our centers. I love that. Look, it's not a lot of companies or establishments that you see nowadays who are, you know, continuously trying to improve and be innovative. You yeah. know, sometimes it's the old saying, oh, we've always done it this way. Right. The three R's. Why you're not growing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. I love it. I'm, look, this is our future, right? These kids are our future. They're the next generation. So mm -hmm. I, have, I have a special question for you. Okay. Emily. If you were talking to yourself as a high school senior, okay. what advice would you give to you? I would say that I applied for the wrong major. So <laughs> <laughs> I originally went to college for um, for government and politics. So obviously that's really? that's not where I landed. Mm -hmm. But um, my advice would be don't make up your mind too fast about where you want to be and what you want to do. Mm -hmm. because, and I think that's good advice for, for anyone, especially who's young, because you have a long life ahead of you and you can have a lot of do-overs in that life. So try what you think is going to work. And if it's not for you, you have plenty of time to redirect. I love that. And that's very important for a lot of parents that are listening now also, because, you know, in my entire career, I've always heard students who are starting programs because it's like, well, my mom said I have to go to college or I have to move out. You know, so yeah. so now kids are forced to make decisions and they're not ready because they haven't really decided what they want to do. Right. But the parents are still spending money. And mm -hmm. in some cases, the kids are still spending money also. Yeah. Right. So I think it's very important for people to understand that before college, if in mm -hmm. fact you don't have it all figured out, who says that you have to jump right in? Right. And I give that advice to I have two sons who are in middle school and mm -hmm. they're they're at the point now where if they want to go to a magnet school for a specialized program like art or music or science or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. now's the time they need to start getting their application packages together. Exactly. And my advice to them is just pick something that gives you choices. So that way you're, you don't pigeonhole yourself. Like what's mm -hmm. going to give you the best set of skills to pursue what you want, even if you haven't decided among three things. Mm -hmm. so some, some give yourself the skills that will be worth that will work for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. And something that they actually like. Yes. You know, so many times students choose programs because someone told them it was a good idea or they're trying to follow in a family's footsteps and they really don't like it. Look, I was on a, a, a pod, I was a guest on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. And it's so funny. He said that he became, he went into information technology mm -hmm. because he thought his uncle did it and he wanted to follow in no. his uncle's footsteps. Mm -hmm. Years later, he's having a conversation and his uncle is like, I never did. <laughs> and it was the funniest thing ever because this is what our students do every yeah. single day. Yeah. Like, Let's ask a couple more questions. <laughs> it's really funny. Dig a little deeper. But it's so funny. Do you have any final thoughts for our audience, Emily? Yeah, I would say that um, there are there have been a lot of changes mm -hmm. and in education lately, especially the past few years. If this is an area that interests you or your family or, you know, you have kids at home kind of at this age, make sure you're tuned in to 
you know, what the report card really means. If they have a test score, do they really need it for mm -hmm. advancement somewhere else? Um, and if they are at that stage where they're applying to college, give yourself some grace and pick a path that will give you lots of transferable skills. Mm -hmm. Love it. So how would any school or family get in contact with you, Emily, if they're interested? Ah, well, uh, you can find me at emily.mitchell at sylvanlearning.com, or if you want general information or find out if there's a center near you, you can go to sylvanlearning.com, and we have a center finder right there on the front page. Awesome. Love it. Well, Emily, thank you so much for joining us today. I took a lot of notes myself. I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> this was an amazing and insightful conversation. I really hope that the audience walked away with some really great information. But thank you once again for joining us, Emily. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Until next time. Bye, guys.